Hey everyone, welcome into the one, the only, the Haven podcast. You could be listening to anything else in the world right now, but you are listening to me and I appreciate that. Hope you all had a wonderful Christmas and weekend and you're all getting ready for the new year coming up here. Tomorrow's New Year's Eve, so I hope you all have a lot of plans. I think I'm going to be lounging for the most part, kind of excited about that to be honest. Just got back, uh, gone for the weekend to for a couple of days from Portland to celebrate the wife's birthday and that was an absolute blast had a an amazing time in that city as usual and, and everything like that i uh, didn't get a chance to go to ground control that's a really supposed to be a badass arcade over there um that we didn't get a chance to check out for lots and lots of reasons but it was great it was fun it was awesome even with a fucking nightmare of car trouble um that we suffered on saturday but shout out to mazda of portland you guys fucking killed it, saved our ass on so many levels, and saved the weekend. So thank you guys so much. I'll make sure to be leaving you all a positive, awesome review and everything like that. So, nope, that was great. That was cool. And we actually were able to go see a film on Saturday, or on Friday when we got in as well before all the shit started and everything like that. So I will be having my review, my official review for the movie Vice starring Christian Bale, uh, the Dick Cheney story. If you that's what you want to call it, directed by Adam McVeigh, um, who, if you don't know, is the guy that usually directs a lot of Will Ferrell's stuff, you know, um, like Talladega Nights, Anchorman, etc. So, no, it was a cool experience. Um, we started this pretty new, um, extremely pretentious, Portland pretentious, which is even more pretentious. Is it so pretentious because I'm saying the word over and over again? Um, no, we stayed at this hotel and they opened like a week and a half ago. So I got, got a good discount for the nightly rate, my friend. Um, the place was cool, though. It was um, <clears throat> it was really good looking place, but it had like this weird like steampunk kind of vibe, which I'm normally down with. But there was like some other shit going on. Like some of that experience was like, has the people that opened this hotel never, ever open one before because there was like some random shit missing um like their tv guide on the telly didn't work they had this really rad bluetooth speaker and they were like no instructions how to turn it on there was no charging cable nothing at all so it was just for looks and but it was really like it was a good looking fucking speaker i wish i could have taken that lotion was on point though it smelled great so i made sure to get a little five finger discount with that stuff so um that was cool and then room service they promoted it but it did not work like i called the lady a couple times and she's like oh yeah room service is out of order for the next 48 hours like how the fuck is room service out of order how does that work and why are you promoting it and we had some weird guy knock on our door like after midnight to collect dishes that we got from the restaurant of the hotel because we got a couple desserts late night little sweetie sweet snacks and um that was fucking really strange i'm just in my underwear like all right here you go dude um, thanks for giving me a stroke or whatever. So no, other than that, it was cool. It was lots and lots of fun and everything like that, but that's not why you listen. So on today's weekly TV and movie episode, um, we had a couple things we're going to get to, um, handful of industry notes. I want to touch on a little bit. And as I said, in the beginning, my review for vice, the movie. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, I want to start with a couple, um, with some trailer reaction. Yeah. And you guys love that shit. So, I saw it when it launched on Christmas and we didn't go over it, but then I saw it as they were playing it in the theater um, before Vice started. So they showed the trailer, the new trailer for Jordan Peele's new horror movie, Us. 
And that trailer is fucking awesome from the song choice of I Got Five on it and then the remixed version he uses and just the build up laying everything out. It looks fucking great. And I'm someone that enjoyed Get Out, but I didn't think it was like this masterpiece that a lot of people had it labeled as for several different reasons. Um, But no, it looks really cool. looks great. I can't remember her name. She was in Black Panther. Well, both of the leads in that movie are from Black Panther. Um, God, what is her name? She does the visual effects stuff of, uh, fuck, that chick from Star Wars, a little alien gal. Um, but no, she looks freaking awesome in that movie, and I just, yeah, I cannot wait to see that. So good luck to him for following up such a critical reception and get out to see if he can do it. But it looks really good so far. I'm kind of, I'm really stoked to see it and see what else he brings in. Um, so speaking of trailers, though, I'm not sure if this was already out and I just didn't want to go over at that point, but um, the new trailer for Hellboy dropped, I think like a week ago, maybe a little bit more. That looks like a fucking train wreck. As soon as I saw What's-Her-Face from the Resident Evil movies, I was like, nope, I'm good. Like, no thank you. I don't care who's working or writing or which creator of Hellboy is like, this movie's going to be great. Like, nope, I'm good. No thank you. And then they got the guy from Stranger Things, the sheriff. He's playing Hellboy. And for the most part, I thought like, oh, he looks okay. You know, like there's certain shots they did where I was like, oh, he's pretty dope looking, but there was too many of like these one-liners that are, aren't for me. And I'm, I'm sure someone's yelling like, oh, that's the way Hellboy comics are. I'm like, great. It came off as cheesy as fuck to me on that trailer. So, uh, didn't really, really tickle my balls on that one to say the least. But, um, and then our third industry note, this is, I thought kind of a big thing. And I wanted to spend a couple minutes maybe talking about it just because I want to give it its just due. So for those of us that are still inspired, still hyped by Star Wars, which I think, you know, we've talked about this before on the podcast, where that audience I think has dwindled uh, quite a bit. And it's not that people are disinterested or they don't care about Star Wars anymore. It's just clearly between Solo, The Last Jedi, and some other items, it just has left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth, the Star Wars IP. Well, Marvel, you know, is trucking along with all their star wars comics and they actually do a darth vader comic so this was interesting where they came out and officially did this so they got the green light from lucas films and everything because i assume all this stuff is canon so for darth vader's issue number 25 of marvel comics they officially announced hey this is canon this is who anakin's father is so we've always for us geeks and stuff like that out there that love the star wars lore um and pulled our hair out because of George Lucas's inconsistencies with the canon, um, as he liked to do. Um, they gave the green light and like, hey, yeah, tell him everybody who fucking Anakin's dad is and shit. So it's actually Emperor Palpatine. Oh, what a fucking twist. Like, fucking who didn't see this coming? Uh, I saw that and I was just like, this is playing it safe. This is so, I think, just trying to connect dots and shit and keep it all and it's the same thing they keep doing where it's like and maybe the person that came up with this was like hey you know let's you know do something different and maybe the people above were like um no we don't want to introduce a new character and make it too crazy let's just kind of stick with something or with someone that people may know so like yeah Darsidious, the emperor and shit he was like the reverse of god and put some dark side jizz magic or whatever inside of Anakin's mom and boom that's how she got preggers and shit so people in Tatooine neighborhood five slave cell six we're talking about her getting around 
Um, so yeah, just kind of like, what the fuck, dude? I, I saw this. I just, my first initial reaction was, this is so fucking lame. Like do something different, you know, but they're so, so adamant with sticking with the Skywalker storyline and these people. And I don't know. I just, I, I want some different characters to come in and kind of be the center of attention. Not everything has to be always related to the fucking, you know, Skywalker lineage. And I don't know, maybe I'm an idiot about it. Cause there's supposed to be like this amazing family of Jedi power users, which is great. So I don't know. I think it just kind of run its tail. So I'm just curious what JJ does, how he fucking redcons a lot of last Jedi and makes it come back and work and what have you. Cause he's got a lot of work to do, but I think JJ's up for the task a little bit, but then it falls into the category. Is he going to play it too safe because he saw the reaction from last Jedi. And I think a lot of that reaction was justified because there was some stuff that Ryan Johnson did. That was flipping idiotic to me. That was just bad. And I wonder if JJ is going to reverse course. Well, I know he's going to reverse course, but how far does he go? Like, does he just completely do a revamp with a couple tweaks here and there of like return of the Jedi and calls it a day where he's like, Oh, we made all the star Wars geeks happy, you know, like, so there you go. You guys happy. And it's like the same fucking shit over and over again. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. And I know there's been a couple of leaks about the new star Wars movie again, between that and like the new Avengers four and a lot of stuff that's coming out from the Disney camp. I am going in completely by and on purpose. I'm not, I'm aware of some people leaking certain story elements from both of those movies and I think some have a little bit more legs to it than others but I've on purpose just completely fucking ignored it because I just want to go in blind and be surprised and everything like that so um speaking of Disney of course um so Kevin Feige the mastermind of the House of Mouse for the Marvel branch he did a interview with Variety's podcast uh, I think that was last week. So he dropped a couple little Marvel bits here and there that I thought were kind of interesting that I wanted to go over and just or just quickly touch on. So he did say that um, the Marvel Studios could be developing these Fox properties that they're getting within the next six months. That's very, very exciting. Um, they're still waiting for the official green light. I'm I'm sure from the heads of Disney, like, OK, the deal's done. We got all our we got X-Men back, you know, we got Fantastic Four. We got all that shit. So. I can't wait because that gallery or that roster that he's getting back into the fold of the Marvel or the MCU, I just don't know how this thing stops. Like at this point, I think Kevin Feige and the MCU, like his creative team, they're their own worst enemy. Like with everything they've done and how they've done it and the way they do business, the only way they can fuck this up and they can is by how can I put it by just self arrogance? And that's the only thing I can really think of off the top of my head of how this could go South real fast, because they've clearly shown that, or we've clearly shown as fans, like we're not tired of it. We want more and more of it. Um, I think Avengers four is going to be a big study in that or a big challenge for them, depending how they wrap this whole, these storylines up that they've been building for over 10 years. If they wrap it up, like, kind of bullshit i think that's gonna leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths and and what have you but no it shows no signs of slowing down i think they can they're the only ones that can shoot themselves in the foot right now and as long as they stay true to the characters uh to a certain level and they're 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 taking risks and they're doing cool different stuff which i think they have throughout the mcu um it will work but yeah i think it's gonna be i can tell you right now for me if i see avengers 4 and everyone comes back and everyone lives happy ever after 
and Thanos gets defeated, you know, that typical bullshit, I'm going to fucking just be butthurt the whole time. Like, unless they present it in a way that I, that it just blows me, blows me out of the seat where it's like, okay, I can see why you did this. This makes sense. So we'll see what happens in that regard. Um, and then he did also say in the same podcast interview, Disney plus will have a big role in Marvel's future plans. Um, it's, I don't know if he, I'm pretty sure he's alluded to it before. And we talked about on the podcast as well, that Marvel is planning on Disney Plus's their new streaming services coming out next year, that they're going to adapt these mini series about Loki and uh, Scarlet Witch. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier also getting like a team up body cop, buddy cop. Um, I almost said butt buddy uh, film. <laughs> Again, nothing wrong with that. I don't care. I just, well, that would just be hilarious on so many levels. My point being um, just seeing the head of Marvel say like, or the MCU come out and just reiterate like, no, Disney plus is our big thing. I assume they're going to have healthy budgets to these mini series and they're going to be focused stories. And think about this, it, like the first time on a TV set, we're going to get these new series or whether they're mini or actual television series. I'm curious to see how that works. We're going to get all this and it's going to be official canon for the MCU. I think that's super exciting because that was the dream that I had when they talked about, you know, ABC with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and with fucking Daredevil and Luke Cage and everything. Like, all that stuff was great. But as we talked about so many times before on the podcast, the heads of the MCU, like Kevin Feige, he didn't recognize that shit whatsoever. Like, it's like, you guys can piggyback and say, hey, we're your older brother, but we're not recognizing you at all. And that really killed a lot of that those shows for me. I think now you're seeing it again with Disney Plus given the green light by Feige of like, yep, we're going to do this. And this is another storytelling avenue for us. So I'm curious how it works, how like budget restraints and everything like that, or is going to come off as cheap and fucking cheesy? We shall see. So um, let's see there. Let's see. Yeah, I think that's kind of it for industry notes and all that jazz. So let's get on to the meat and potatoes, as um, the rednecks say. Um, Vice review. So we saw this on Friday, the wife and I. Just out of the get-go, I mean, I don't think there's anything I can say that's a spoiler if you followed the Dick Cheney story. Again, I'm I'm whatever about Dick Cheney to certain things. I think he's kind of an asshole, and I know people don't want to hear politics, and I get that. Again, I went in strictly with my critic glasses and hat on. That's right, I do have a different set of glasses and a, a specific hat I do wear when I go to review movies. Um, believe it or not, I put those on, make sure I'm all ready for a business and I go in. So I just came at it f- a strictly from the level of like, I'm just critiquing this as a film, you know, from the acting story, you know, their transitions, the way they shot it, et cetera, stuff like that. So I actually had a lot of hopes for Vice. It stars probably my favorite actor in Christian Bale. I think the guy's a fucking chameleon. He just puts in work and he's just fucking, he's the goods, you know, and I there's been movies I've seen him in that were like, eh, okay. But I've always liked him even more because it's Christian Bale. And then, um, Adam McVeigh, Adam McVeigh or Chris McKay, Chris McKay, right? Why can't I fucking remember the dude's name? Uh, the director, you know, he has done a lot of work in the past. I've really, really enjoyed, um, you know, like Step Brothers, uh, Talladega Nights, the first two Anchorman, um, well, the good, or was it the good guys? I think that's what it was called. Um, so just really, really good shit. And this is more of a serious movie for him and, and what have you. So you got these two elements. I'm once I saw the trailer, extremely excited to see Christian Bale do his transformation thing, like his version of Daniel Day Lewis. 
nothing but to get excited about. So we got a chance to go see it and everything like that. And it's a good movie. It's not great. I probably did, like I said, go in with higher expectations and it didn't really hit that mark for me. Um, but I would give it like a solid, eh, I would say like an eight out of 10. What is that? Is that a B plus? Um, eight out of 10 or like uh, a solid eight. Like that feel, that feels pretty good. I wouldn't go any lower than that. So, um, do I recommend you go see it? Yeah, it's, it's a really good performance and a lot of people trying to make an awesome movie. And well, I think they didn't hit that awesome level. They hit a really good level. Like I didn't walk out pissed. I didn't walk out disappointed in the sense of like, I'm angry that I wasted my fucking time and money on this. And I'm glad that I saw it and I didn't wait to go see it. So I think if you can get on a discount show, definitely go check it out. Um, and what have you, but, um, to kind of just break down this, the typical like elements you're looking for in a movie or what I look for, the acting itself was, it was, it was great. Like Christian Bale getting all the Oscar speak. I don't know how valid that is because once I saw him, you know, you see him on screen, he is, he transforms into his version of Dick Cheney. It's mostly like him putting on weight. And like, I would assume a little bit more of a fat suit and him mumbling about because Dick Cheney's a very quiet, work in the shadows kind of person. So it's like, okay, you put on weight and you got his, you know, mannerisms. I think that's the right word down with his like side mouth talk in his hand. I was like, that's cool. You look like him and you look great. Good job. Make the makeup artist did a fucking fantastic job. And so, yeah, like I didn't walk away like, oh my God, fucking Christian Bale. He deserves an Oscar for this. And I, I don't know. Like I'm just saying it's fucking Dick Cheney, dude. Like I don't, he doesn't really like scream at me this character that you have to fucking metamorph yourself into but again i've never acted in a movie so who knows um as far as everyone else that was in it um oh fuck what's his face he played george w ah shit uh sam rockwell um sam rockwell was good you know i think he he did an okay job as like his bush impersonation but after a while like there were certain parts where i was like this is kind of cartoony um it just felt like like Sam Rockwell was doing a W impersonation on SNL because he was hosting that week a little bit. So I was like, eh, I don't know about that. Um, however, I will say Amy Adams, she was awesome in that movie in that she she plays Dick Cheney's wife. I think it's Lynn. And there's nothing about her performance. There's like maybe a scene or two, but for the most part, I felt like her performance as Lynn Cheney it's just Amy Adams. It's Amy Adams just acting. She didn't transform into this character, right? Except they put some makeup on her and maybe a little fat suit or she gains a couple pounds to, you know, be a little bit older and everything like that. But I just thought her alone, like there's scenes where she's the main focus of it. And I thought she stole those scenes. And it's, again, she's not doing anything from a mannerism standpoint or anything like that, that I saw or picked up on that was like, Oh, she's transforming herself into, from Lois Lane to Lynn Cheney. Fucking nothing like that. But it's just Amy Adams as a bomb actress, just on screen, buying into the source material, all in with everything, and just giving a hell of performance. So for me, I thought she did a really excellent job. And I walked away after the movie like, fucking Amy Adams killed that shit. Holy crap, dude. So again, didn't transform anything or what have you. Um, What's his face? Fucking, um, St- is it Steven? What it- Steven Tyler is the lead singer of Aerosmith. Oh, fucking Medea's Family Reunion. Ah, crap. What's his name? Oh, my God. You got to be kidding me. I have it on the tip of my tongue, and I can't think of it now. This is the way you come prepared with notes, people. Um, He did... I don't want to search Ant-Man. What are you doing? Oh, this is not good. I don't want to see a shirtless picture of 
Christian Bale's Dick Cheney. Where is he at? Oh, that's kind of racist, I think. IMDb doesn't even have him. He had, like, a big part in the movie. Oh, dude, did they not give him a credit? Oh, that is so sad. He played, um, not Donald Rumsfeld, Colin Powell. Oh, IMDb did not give him a credit. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, freaking, um, Tyler Perry, that's his name. He plays Colin Powell. He was good. He was fun. Um, he actually did, a, I thought, a really convincing Colin Powell. Um, I got to get a chuckle at that. Um, I will say, though, fucking Steve Carell's Donald Rumsfeld, he was terrific. He was fucking fantastic in his role, and I thought he was just ugh, so good, but I have a soft spot for Steve Carell. Um, but no, like, so, yeah, the acting, I thought, for the most part, was, was really, really good. What didn't hit for me was, while I... F- thought most of the movie there was the way he shot the movie was gorgeous he did a good job there there was just some transition issues for me there were some pacing issues that he did he did a lot of in this movie especially like in the first half maybe he does a lot of the jumping back and forth like here's cheney as vp oh here's cheney as a working on electrical cords in wyoming kind of thing and they go back and forth on that quite a bit in like the first half of the movie and what have you so it that kind of threw me off a little bit i've never been a fan like you remember man of steel did that a little bit with superman and i'm like i'd rather see it in order that's just me personally and i think there was just a couple of scenes to pad time there that he put in that didn't really have a basis of it or or didn't need to be there you could have cut down the runtime by like 10 minutes and that's just me being picky but um yeah just for me it was at the end of the day <clears throat> he puts comedy in it which i thought was interesting he there it's not a comedic heavy movie so i felt like for the most part when i see these movies i want it to be i would expect it to be because of the source material and what it's about very serious and i understand why he puts it in as a filmmaker to kind of lighten the tone and i think when he does do that it it does work for the most part and it breaks it up i'm just picky when it comes to that stuff and kind of a weirdo where i'm like hey if it's a serious story don't give me any cheesy one-liners or anything like that. And again, they weren't cheesy. It's just a personal nitpick of mine. So, no, I, I really enjoyed the movie. And again, I just think, like, the pacing of it, the way certain transitions were, the back and forth of timeline threw me off quite a bit throughout the movie and, and what have you. And, <clears throat> yeah, and I, I think from a story element, too, how can I put it? It's an interesting story or the story they're trying to tell. But I think at the end of the day, it's, how can I put it? The version of the story of Dick Cheney they told in this movie, to me, he's just not interesting. There's no arc about him. Like, you just come away like, oh, this guy's a fucking bag. Like, okay, he's a, he's a piece of shit. Cool. His team, people around him are, are a-holes. Cool. So what's, why am I watching this? Like, there's nothing to root for. And that's a character because at no point do these like when you see movies like this where you're like yeah this guy like for example if you do a steve jobs film right you are at least for me personally you do a steve jobs you know he was an asshole dad and actually a really big piece of shit asshole dad and an asshole to work with but there's something about his genius or his idea of genius that hits you that you're like i really appreciate that like michael jordan's a fucking psycho right but i appreciate what he did on the court off the court guy was a womanizer cheat on his wife all the time he was a gambling addict maybe got his father killed i don't know that's a rumor a lot of youtube videos you probably watch on that if you get bored one night but as far as cheney goes there's nothing about him that i see where i'm like 
oh, you know, and they try to do that a little bit with like his daughter being a lesbian and everything. And to me, it kind of fell flat. So I, I don't know. Is it a, a story you needed to tell? Maybe. But from the traditional sense of like the main character, you hope to root for them. They have an arc, you know, maybe some kind of redemption. There is none of that in this fucking movie and what have you. So, um, again, I still recommend seeing it. It's a lot of people that worked on this project gave a really fucking excellent effort. And they really, really, I think, enjoyed working on the film and, you know, great performances all around. Just It's just certain preferences, I think, at the end of the day, why I, I settle it in that 8 out of 10, you know, solid B category and stuff like that. So, um, let's see here. Oh, so yeah, it looks like that's it for the notes. Sweet. All right, guys, that is going to do it for me. I hope you enjoyed listening. Um, as always, if you like what you hear, you want to help it grow, you want to support it, links in the description of this episode on how you can do that, do just that, such as rating, reviewing the podcast, you know, passing on to friends or family that you think might like to hear me ramble on, um, on totally random subjects and what have you. Um, yeah. And then you can get in touch. Obviously listener questions are always welcome. You can send those to the Haven PC at gmail.com or find us at the Haven podcast on Instagram and send stuff that way too. I'm always posting little tidbits and then we're also on mixer where I stream time for time. Haven't streamed a lot lately. Um, just schedule with the holidays and everything has been out of whack. So I'm hoping after the new year to kind of get back into a solid rhythm of that and, and, and do some cool different stuff for it as well. I got some stuff that I want to do for the streaming as well as the podcast itself. Um, as we approach the new year, I got some ideas that I've been tinkering with in the lab and everything like that. So can't wait for you guys to get a listen to that and share that with you as well. So, um, yeah, guys, I'm probably missing some other shit that I got to plug and everything like that and whore myself out to you guys but um i think for this week we can we can you guys can do without it right so anyways thank you so much you guys and i will talk to you again this upcoming friday for the start of 2019 hope you all have a fun safe and happy new year and i will talk to you guys then take care you guys